working our way through the work week. Hello, I'm John Rawl. This is the show that's all about the South. Hello, this is the Y'all Show. On today's show, we're going to teach you some words you might not be familiar with. Duratio. What in the world is that? We'll tell you what that is and how it impacted the Nashville area, an area that really didn't need any more drama. And over the last couple of days, Duratio impacting Middle Tennessee. We'll tell you exactly what that means. Coronavirus impacting the country, and that continues sadly. In fact, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, they fund the Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation, also known as the IHME, and we will share their just-released projections of, sadly, the death tolls that they estimate for each of our southern states. Alarming numbers if this ends up being true. So that's coming up in, again, just a, just a matter of moments. Then also in today's Y'all Show, in addition to the headlines as we scan the southeast, we'll have later this hour our ACC go-to guy, Jonathan Lifite, will have all the news out of the Atlantic Coast Conference, some basketball news out of the University of Louisville, plus we'll also share some football goings-on. In fact, a, a big announcement for the University of North Carolina football program, some money flowing into the hills, all that coming up in our ACC spotlight later this hour when we go to hour two you want to make sure you're going to be around for the fun there we've got hashtag hullabaloo to get things going in hour two and then we'll have our country music news report courtesy of precious harris it's the nashville music line all that in our second hour of today's program our number 803-816-1170 and that's a text line that's a call number if you want to call us we'll welcome your feedback here at the y'all show also don't forget our website is y'all.com y'all is the ultimate guide to the south y-a-l-l.com y'all go there bookmark it and tell everybody it's the perfect mother's day gift and it's absolutely free just tell your mama how great y'all.com is and the y'all shows put right there on the y'all.com homepage every single day and you'll be the darling of your mama or if you are a mother another perfect day perfect mother's day gift is to let all your all your children know how good y'all is and so we appreciate the support there don't forget also our podcast is available on the apple podcast app the apple the, the little purple icon if you've got an ipad or iphone it's so easy to just listen to us at your leisure and we're also on the iHeartRadio app and the TuneIn app all free just search for for us the y'all show and we're right there waiting your free download well we hope you are doing good again we're already middle ways through the through the work week and we're working our way to the weekend let's get into the headlines across dixie today and as i said the institute for health metrics and evaluation commonly known as the ihme they've just come out with a new projection they're a research institute that works in the area of global health statistics and impact evaluation and they're located at the university of washington in seattle bill and melinda gates foundation founded this back in 2007 and this research institute has just come out with new projections of the death tolls for the whole world. And then they break it down also here in this country by state. So this may take me a moment to walk through this. But if you don't mind, here is the latest projections. And we'll go state by state here in the south of what we expect in each of our southern states. In the state of Alabama, the total death projected for August 4th. By the time we hit early August, according to this report, the COVID-19 deaths in Alabama 
2308, just over 2300 deaths in the state of Alabama. When we scoot over to the state of Florida, the projected death toll for that state is just shy of 4,000 before August 4th. 3971 is Florida's projection. When we go to Georgia, Georgia's projected death toll, and it's going to be higher than Florida, which is really, really, really stunning. Georgia's projected death toll for this before August 4th, 4,913. That's Georgia. Then we go to the state of Kentucky. And in the Commonwealth of Kentucky, their projected death toll when we get to early August, 537. 537 for the Commonwealth. Then in the state of Louisiana, which we know has been hit pretty hard by the coronavirus, Louisiana's projected death toll, again, according to the IMHE, is 2822, almost 3,000 deaths in Louisiana. In the Commonwealth or state, I'm not sure which one it is these days, in Maryland, pretty high death toll in Maryland, 2190 expected by August 4th. In the state of Mississippi, the Magnolia State's current or a projected death toll, good news in Mississippi, a little bit less than 500, 483, the projected death toll before August 4th of this summer. And so that's less than 500. That's good news for the state of Mississippi. Then to the state of Missouri, the Show Me State's death projection before August 4th is 1,243. The state of North Carolina, North Carolina's projected deaths from the coronavirus before August 4th, 1169, 1169. In the state of Oklahoma, before August 4th, similar to Mississippi, a little bit less than 500, Oklahoma projected to have 494 deaths from COVID-19 by the time we hit August 4th. South Carolina's death toll expected to be 1112 by August 4th. Fourth, in the volunteer state of Tennessee, good news for Tennessee, 563 COVID-19 deaths total before August 4th of 2020. Again, all this coming from the Bill and Melinda Gates founded IMHE. In the Lone Star state of Texas, Texas projected deaths before August 4th of this summer is 3632, just over 3,600 deaths in the Lone Star State. In the Commonwealth of Virginia, the projected death toll by August 4th, 1198. Just over 1100, right right shy of 1200 is the projection there. And then lastly, in the Mountain State of West Virginia, the total deaths projected before August 4th, and this is the lowest total in the whole country, I think, or at least in the South. And remember, this state didn't have any cases for the first couple of days, at least that were officially positive cases. West Virginia's projected death toll projected by August 4th, 121 deaths in the mountain state of West Virginia. And all this, again, the latest projections coming from the Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation, and that is a research institute in Washington State that works in the area of global health statistics and also impact evaluation. And that is a pretty good estimate coming from this place in washington state well of course tennessee and all the other southern states have been hit pretty hard by the coronavirus tennessee specifically middle tennessee hit hard just before the headlines got dominated by covid19 back in early march the outbreak of tornadoes there in early march killed dozens of people in middle tennessee well guess what unfortunately there in the nashville area 
another weather event here in the last couple of days caused uh, at least one death reported as a result of this and it caused the worst power outage that nashville has seen in decades it's called a derecho i had never heard of this phenomenon it's not a tornado it's a straight line wind deal that can last or go for hundreds of miles and pack winds of around 120 to 130 miles per hour in some cases the national weather service office in nashville said that a complex of severe thunderstorms that went across kansas saturday night before heading into missouri and then into western kentucky by the time they reached nashville on sunday afternoon the storms produced widespread straight line wind damage across nearly every county of middle tennessee as trees power lines and buildings were damaged forecasters said the complex of severe thunderstorms produced what's called a derecho as a derecho causes major wind damage over hundreds of miles and images and video coming in share all of the evidence of what happened late sunday in middle tennessee from the nashville area over into lebanon and wilson county which also had those awful tornadoes that of early march and yes, these storms, the storm system, by definition, if the wind damage swath extends more than 240 miles and includes wind gusts of at least 58 miles per hour or greater along most of its length, then the event can be declassified, it can be classified as a, a derecho. And the thunderstorms that blasted the Nashville area were proven to be at least 60 to 80 miles per hour. And a 72 mile per hour gust was reported at the Nashville International Airport the fifth fastest wind gust officially measured in the city of nashville's history and high winds knocked out power to more than a hundred and thirty thousand customers there in metro nashville and one of the worst power outages on record for the city as of tuesday eighty-one thousand customers still without power and i'm not sure if you have friends in the nashville area like i do but i happen to see some of them kept posting how they were without power they actually one person that's a close friend of mine was asking a friend on social media to please text her if a tornado warning was officially announced in the nashville area because she had not had power for hours and was scared that if she didn't have power she wouldn't have the ability to kind of track what was going on with that i think it was two different storm systems that passed through that portion of tennessee on sunday into monday and a derecho was part of this another term and we had a really bad derecho outbreak back in 2009 i think was the year and i know the cowboys the dallas cowboys where they train at that time in irving texas their complex there where they practice indoors was pretty much destroyed by that thing and it was a big big event at the time in texas in 2009 but we don't have the derechos happen all that often that's a good thing but of course we're of course happy that at least only one i mean we're not happy we're happy to report this was not as deadly as it could have been in nashville here this week but i did see one report of at least one death attributed to this derecho that passed through middle tennessee well of course the south is still gripping with the coronavirus outbreak but some states are trying to get back up and going you're seeing shopping options open you're seeing restaurants now open in several southern states and i'm going to do my best here on the y'all show to kind of walk through what i know is going on as at least 100 million americans were in states making assertive moves to reopen or had no stay-at-home orders to begin with 
and we're looking to see what happens now this week on monday in the state of georgia malls reopen though a lot of people stayed at home in fact i saw one report i think it was at the lenox square mall north of downtown atlanta about 25 percent of the stores in that mall a very high-end mall by the way were open most of the retailers choosing to stay closed even though they had the option to reopen so malls in texas the stay-at-home order in the state of texas expired friday and therefore restaurants malls movie theaters and more were able to reopen at a 25 percent capacity with social distancing that's what happened in the lone star state beaches and state parks open as well and and also you had a little bit relaxed restrictions in some other areas now in texas bars gyms and hair salons remain closed that's why a lot of you texans still have pretty shabby hair right now south carolina the stay-at-home order lifted monday as south carolina let outdoor restaurant dining resume can't go in indoors and eat but if you've got a restaurant that has some tables outside sure enough you can go there and eat parks beaches malls hotels and clothing stores have now reopened in the palmetto state now the hair salons gyms and other close contact businesses are not open yet but they're scheduled to reopen awaiting the approval of governor henry mcmaster there in the state of south carolina in the state of florida restaurants and shops could reopen at limited capacity on monday except for the most hard-hit counties and those are primarily in miami and also fort lauderdale that area southeast florida southern the southern portion of the peninsula are not able to open gyms and salons remain closed in the sunshine state governor bill lee and tennessee as he was at the white house on friday of last week as he and president trump had a chance to address what tennessee's doing to the national media after allowing a lot of restaurants and retail stores to open last week salons and other close contact stores are going to be allowed to reopen today here in the state of tennessee so tennessee if you're there in the state of the volunteer state you can get get your hair cut today it looks like if your barber or stylist chooses to open the state has released guidelines on safely reopening but acknowledges that tennessee won't re and they won't enforce such measures so it's really up to you if you don't want to get the coronavirus you might want to either not go into work if you're a stylist or do everything you can to stay safe all right let's go to oklahoma restaurant dining rooms bars serving food and gyms and churches began welcoming back customers last week under new safe safe guidelines and social distancing guidelines and employees including church staff are required to wear masks church daycares are not allowed to open in oklahoma that's another one of our southern states now on monday in arkansas gyms reopen with social distancing and restrictions barbershops tattoo parlors hair salons can open today but have similar restrictions to what we're seeing in the other states governor mike parson in the state of missouri's his stay-at-home order ended on sunday and that allows those in the show me state to reopen and they have reopened as of monday some businesses such as restaurants must follow social distancing guidelines and locally imposed stay-at-home orders remain in the st louis area actually for another couple of days through mid-may in the state of west virginia governor jim justice on monday allowed the reopening of small businesses barbershops nail salons and church and funeral services in the mountain state restaurants can allow outdoor dining that's what's going on in west virginia in louisiana which was hit very very hard john bell edwards the governor of that state he actually was at the white house i think it was thursday of last week having a very good conversation with president trump 
Governor Edwards has allowed non-emergency medical procedures to resume in the Pelican State, and he's allowed restaurants to open outside seating. Mall stores also have been given the green light to restart business, but with curbside service only in the state of Louisiana. Alabama, retailers and beaches are now allowed to open as of tomorrow, Thursday evening, but with distancing requirements. Governor Ivey announced the state had lifted a stay-at-home order and replaced it with a safer-at-home order. That happened last week. But people are encouraged but are no longer required to stay home in the state of Alabama. And some closures remain in effect through May 15th. Gyms, salons, barbershops, and entertainment facilities in Alabama are closed as of right now. And in Kentucky, health clinics, dentists, optometrists have reopened. And starting on Monday, Governor Bashir is allowing broad resumption of manufacturing and construction work along with horse racing at Churchill Downs without spectators. North Carolina, which right now may be the most severe of our southern states with their policy on what's being lifted and and what's remaining in place. There's a stay-at-home order from Governor Cooper, and that includes business restrictions, and that's going to last until Friday at least, and then he hopes to start a reopening of the Tar Heel State. The governor said on Monday that decisions on the pace of reopening depend on key metrics, including trends in positive cases and hospitalizations. And I think that's about all for the southern states that I I will say. I will throw out in Mississippi, Governor Tate Reeves is easing restrictions on restaurants and outdoor gatherings. That begins on Thursday. Restaurants in Mississippi will be allowed to open indoor dining rooms and outdoor areas with up to a 50% customer capacity and no more than six customers per table. Servers in Mississippi must wear masks. But barbershops and salons will remain closed for the time being in the state of Mississippi as Governor Tate Reeves issued a safer at home order back on April 27th. And while I'm at it, I might as well say what West Virginia, uh, not not West, but the Commonwealth of Virginia, Ralph Northam hopes to let more businesses reopen by the end of next week as the governor has extended by a week an executive order that has closed businesses in the Commonwealth and that is set to expire on Friday and now it expires uh, on May 15th in the state of Virginia. So that's a quick look at some of our southern states what's going on with the closures and the policies and more as we're all just trying to get through this big old mess we call the coronavirus. Jim Baker, the former televangelist who worked in the Rock Hill South Carolina area for a long time with his network there as he was a televangelist, well now the Missouri-based TV pastor is asking a judge to dismiss a state lawsuit accusing him of falsely claiming that a health supplement could cure the coronavirus. And the lawyer representing Jim Baker is actually the former governor of Missouri, Jay Nixon. As yes, right now, Baker and his Morningside Church Productions, they went out and said on TV that they could, with this vitamins or health supplement, it would help cure the coronavirus. And now he's getting some heavy hitting defense here to come to the rescue as he's represented by the former governor of the show me state, Governor Baker. A guy with a connection to the Mississippi Delta has been fired at NBC News. It was the NBC News chief, Andy Lack. He's out in a corporate restructuring of the Peacock Network, and he's being replaced by Cesar Conde, a Telemundo executive. And his departure was revealed by the new NBC Universal CEO, Jeff Schell, as he outlined a new corporate governance plan. And besides Condi's elevation, he's also giving broad new powers over NBC's entertainment properties to another fellow named Mark Lazarus, who's overseen 
NBC Sports. Now, the 72-year-old Lack had run NBC for many, many years. He was the NBC News president from two, from 1993 to 2001, and then he became the news chairman back in 2015, a guy with, again, Mississippi roots. Andy Lack out as the news chief at NBC. I think Andy will be quite all right. In West Virginia, a kidnapping suspect has now been charged with mishandling top-secret national security information. What's going on there with Elizabeth Jo Shirley? She's charged with willful retention of top-secret information from the National Security Agency. She already is facing a count of international parental kidnapping. The most recent court papers contain only sparse information about the allegations, but stated that Shirley had unauthorized possession of documents from the year 1999 until August of last year relating to the national defense, and she failed to deliver them to the proper or officer or employee of the United States entitled to receive them. And this woman, again, already accused of kidnapping her daughter and then fleeing to Mexico, has now been charged with mishandling classified government documents and leaving them in a storage unit. Bad lady there. Is Brett Favre a bad guy? Well, he's mentioned in a new multi-million dollar embezzlement scheme in his state of Mississippi, but Brett Favre, QB4, faces no criminal charges. The Hall of Fame quarterback now listed as part of a state allegation that a nonprofit group caught in an embezzlement scheme used federal money to pay the former player more than a million dollars for speaking engagements in which he was not present at the events. As the state auditor of Mississippi, Shad White, said the team identified $94 million in questionable spending by the Mississippi Department of Human Services, including payments for sports activities that appear to have no clear connection to help those in need throughout the state. But again, Brett Farb, who received payments from the Mississippi Community Education Center, would had contracts with the DHS to spend money through the Temporary Assistance for Needy Families program. Farb Enterprises was paid $500,000 in December 17th and another $600,000 in June of 2018 for speeches at three events. And again, it looks like he didn't show up, but he is not facing criminal charges at this time. But there is a multi-million dollar embezzlement scheme going on in the state of Mississippi that somehow connects to the great Green Bay Packer, Minnesota Viking, even Atlanta Falcon QB, and of course, a Southern Miss Golden Eagle to the top. We've got a few more headlines to get to before we scoot over and get all the ACC goings on later this hour from our friend Jonathan Leifheit. All that right here on the Y'all Show. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park... Or at your kitchen table. Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. I've always wanted to learn another language, but every time I try, it never sticks. So I decided to give Babbel a try, and I really like the teaching method of the app. I started with the beginner lesson on Babbel, and it starts with simple words and phrases, and soon you're putting those words into a conversation. Each lesson takes about 10 to 15 minutes, and they're all really different, which keeps things interesting. The app is really smart. It actually keeps track of the words I'm struggling with so I can practice them and get better. I chose Babbel because it was created by real language teachers. 
They built it around real life, how people actually communicate, and what they care about. I can't wait to use my new language skills in the real world. Dos cervezas, por favor. <laughs> With Babbel, get conversational in Spanish, French, German, and more. It just takes 10 to 15 minutes a day. Now try Babbel free. Just go to Babbel.com or download the Babbel app and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. A social distancing tip. While the CDC urges you to avoid close contact, like hugging or shaking hands, there are other non-physical ways to say hello. Wave, wink, use sign language, salute, smile, give the peace sign, throw up an air high five, do jazz hands. Remember, stay a minimum of six feet or two arms length away from others and stay home if you can. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. This is the coffee blues I like to Satan brand, Michael's house. It's good till the last drop, just like it says on the can. I used to have a good cooking a good Michael's house. She moved away. Some said Memphis and some said Leland. But I found her, I wanted to cook me some good Michael's house. Back into what's going on across the southeast here on this Wednesday. And if you're a resident of the state of Louisiana and you've been hit hard by the coronavirus or maybe you haven't had a chance to go back to school lately because of the cost, the University of Louisiana system is dropping the price of tuition by nearly 45% for adults returning to school as the system announced that tuition across the states the states and their systems nine schools will be lowered to a flat rate price of get this 275 dollars a credit hour for certain students and that tuition change is almost a 45 percent decrease in price the three qualifications for the price change are you got to be a louisiana resident you got to have some college credit but no degree and out of school for at least two years Great news if you want to go to any of these following schools in the UL system. Grambling State, Louisiana Tech, McNeese State, Nichols State, Northwestern State, Southeastern Louisiana in Hammond, University of Louisiana at Lafayette, University of Louisiana at Monroe, and the University of New Orleans. A very, very big move there to try to get people in school. I'm not sure that schools are going to have anywhere near the enrollment that they had prior to the coronavirus. In fact, if you've been tracking higher education here in the last couple of years, the trend has been downward of enrollment in colleges. Why? Oftentimes when the economy is really good, people don't go to college. When the economy is really, really suffering, people go to school. And therefore, we'd already seen a large decrease. And probably part of the reason the University of Louisiana system is now dropping the price trying to attract new new students there to their system. The United States has awarded 29 Purple Hearts now for brain injuries in attacks in Iran as six army soldiers who were injured in a ballistic missile attack in Iraq back in January have been awarded these Purple Hearts and 23 others have been approved for the award and we'll get them later in the week. This was announced earlier in the week by the U.S. Central Command. As Navy Captain Bill Urban said, the awards were approved by Lieutenant General Pat White, the top commander in Iraq. About 110 U.S. service members were diagnosed with traumatic brain injuries after the Iranian ballistic missile attack at El Assad Air Base in Iraq 
back on January 8th. That's right when we were maybe potentially going to war and we were all on the edge of our seat there for a few days. At that time, President Trump said there were no injuries during the attack, but after many days went past, troops began exhibiting concussion-like symptoms and the military started evaluating some from Iraq and getting them out of there. A majority of those injured were eventually able to return to work. Others were hospitalized or ended up having to come back here to the mainland. But again, uh, many of these now, 29 Purple Hearts going out to those who suffered brain injuries in the attacks that happened in Iraq and around Iran in early January. And lastly, here in our headlines of the South, as we scan the region, this is a foul play story if we've ever announced one here on the Y'all Show. In Walker, Louisiana, the police department there responded to a complaint about an animal on the loose on the lamb, and the police department showed up. And guess what? They found an aggressive chicken accused of engaging in <laughs> foul play at a bank there in Walker, Louisiana. Witnesses told police the chicken had been spotted at the bank multiple times last week, approaching patrons at the ATM, ended up chasing customers, and even attempted to climb into cars at the drive through Officials said officers responded to the bank within a few minutes of a call, but found the pesky poultry had already escaped. The suspect remains on the loose, and police have advised residents to avoid confronting the wild chicken and instead call for help. If you see the, the chicken on the loose there aggravating all the customers at this bank in Walker, Louisiana. I'm not sure which bank it is. The story didn't reveal which one. But, yes, we're hoping that the chicken gets a little bit under control and everybody can go make their deposits into the bank and get their cash and not have to worry about getting pecked by a chicken. All right, that's what's going on in the South here on this Wednesday. When we come back, we're going to go find out what's going on in the Atlantic Coast Conference. Jonathan Leifheit of 24-7 Sports and the CBS Sports Digital Network is going to be on with me, and we're going to find out what's going on with those Clemson Tigers, those Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, the, the Hoos of Virginia, the Hokies, the Tar Heels, the Deeks, the Wolfpack, the Blue Devils, FSU Miami, and a whole lot more. All that is coming up next. I've always wanted to learn another language, so I decided to give Babbel a try, and I really like the teaching method of the app. I started with the beginner lesson on Babbel, and soon you're putting words into a conversation. Each lesson takes about 10 to 15 minutes, and they're all really different, which keeps things interesting. I can't wait to use my Spanish skills in real life. Dos cervezas, por favor. (laughs) Now try Babbel free. Just go to Babbel.com or download the Babbel app. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. It's totally normal to be constipated with belly pain, straining, and bloating again and again. No way. Maybe it's occasional constipation. Maybe it's not. You could have a chronic condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC. Linzess, or linaclotide, is a prescription that treats IBSC in adults. 
Linzess works differently than laxatives to help relieve belly pain and let you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Maybe it's not occasional constipation. Learn more at linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. You may be able to talk to a doctor online. Visit linzess.com, sponsored by Allergan and Ironwood. Bronco Mendenhall and the Virginia Cavaliers have a little offensive ammunition being added to the Virginia Cavaliers depot. All that coming up, information on that. Right now, it's our ACC Spotlight of the Y'all Show as we bring on Jonathan Leifite of 24-7 Sports and CBS Sports Digital to talk all things Atlantic Coast Conference. Jonathan, we start out with you this week with some college basketball notes. The University of Louisville continues to be in the headlines for the wrong reasons. As now UofL, they've been hit with an NCAA notice of allegations as they received these on Monday, including one level one allegation involving improper recruiting offers for signee Brian Bowen II and the coach of another prospect in three level two allegations, including one against former basketball coach Rick Patino. The UofL, the Cardinals, continue to be in this NCAA I guess Cardinal fans would say witch hunt. Others would say, yeah, it serves them right. What's going on there with the ACC, one of their newest members? Yeah, and, uh, you know, it's kind of funny because uh, I saw this come out and I was like, what? I thought this had already, you know, already had been a thing for the NCAA. But it, it took them a year just to get the notice of allegations over to University of Louisville. So, I mean, all of this, this is why Rick Pitino was fired. Um, you know, this is all kind of one of those things that came out. Um, we had that FBI probe that uh, really kind of, uh, you know, looked at various and sundry shoe companies. And then that led to other things. And all of this kind of... Uh, kind of bubbled to the top with with that investigation and then uh, ultimately resulted in Patino getting uh, uh, getting let go. Of course, now he's at the, the coach at Iona. So, um, like I said, it, it wasn't a surprise that they've got this, uh, you know, this NCAA thing looming over their head. But what was the surprise is it took the NCAA this long to finally get uh, get it over to them. And since the Louisville Cardinal program joined the Atlantic Coast Conference, there's been a few highlights for this athletic program, but boy, they've been in the news for bad reasons on both the basketball side, also the football side, and it's just been a real struggle for them in so many ways. One positive thing was going on for Louisville here in 2020 as their basketball team ended up being one game shy of potentially winning the ACC's regular season title as Louisville went 15-5 and on the hard court this year. And in the last poll, they were ranked number 14. Surely would have had a great run in March Madness. But unfortunately, just like everybody else, things kind of got shut down back in March. But another bad story 
for the Louisville Cardinals in this time in this case the basketball program we'll keep you updated on any and all information that comes out of that now Jonathan let's keep it basketball here for our next story and this is a two-part story first of all the Wake Forest Demon Deacons the previous weekend Danny Manning was let go after six seasons in Winston-Salem, and the Deacons turned to ETSU as they hired Coach Forbes to come in to be the new coach of the Demon Deacons. I don't think I've had a chance to talk to you a lot about what he did there in Johnson City. What do you think about the hiring of Steve Forbes as the new man in Winston-Salem? Well, I think it's a it's a solid hire. I wouldn't say it's like a home run, but I think it's a solid hire. And uh, he's he's had good success at ETSU, and and uh, it'll just have to see kind of what happens with uh, with Wake. You step up to the ACC, and that's a, a big jump from ETSU. And you know, some coaches make it, some don't. Again, Steve Forbes, after several years in the Southern Conference coaching at East Tennessee State, had done great, led them to a couple of NCAA tournament appearances. I think they were right around 30 wins this last season before things shut down. They won the SoCon Championship in Asheville, which, by the way, it is the oldest college basketball tournament in the country as the Southern Conference with its roots starting in 1925 with a whole bunch of current ACC members were once in the Southern Conference. And now Steve Forbes takes his his talent across that state line from Tennessee into North Carolina, leading Wake Forest in basketball going forward. Now, because of this decision to hire Coach Forbes at Wake Forest, center Olivier Saar has announced he's going to enter the transfer portal immediately, and he's going to be transferring. I think he'll be a graduate transfer, Jonathan, so perhaps that's a good option for a college to get Mr. Saar coming their way. Now, actually, I, um, based on what I've heard, he does not have the credits in order to be able to graduate, so he probably won't be a, a graduate transfer. Okay. Um, but he'll be he'll be close to that. So um, he's likely um, he'll have to p- probably petition in order to to get the immediate eligibility. But given that they fired the coach, and given um, that they had been uh, he had been considering transferring or at least putting his name in the portal to look to think about it prior to them firing Manning. And uh, they talked him out of it. And so on top of that, he was also looking at joining the NBA draft. And uh, they talked him out of that as well. And then they fired his coach. So there's probably going to be some some good uh, arguments on his part to say, uh, these guys screwed me over. Give me media eligibility and he'll probably get it. Mr. Saar, or should I say Monsieur Saar, a seven-foot native of France. He won. He was on the third-team All-ACC this past season after averaging 13.7 points and nine rebounds a game for the Demon Deacons and looking to move his talent somewhere else. And perhaps at seven feet, he's going to have some suitors, but it may be where he has to sit out a year, Olivier Saar leaving Wake Forest. Jonathan, let's talk about we just talked about departures let's talk about arrivals for the atlantic coast conference and this is an arrival coming out of the southeastern conference mississippi state has a quarterback keaton thompson and he's now going to be a virginia cavalier as he's announced that he's going to be leaving the bright lights of starkville for the even brighter lights of charlottesville your thoughts on this qb mr thompson well that's a that's a pretty good pickup and uh virginia was certainly going to be you know, I, I, they, they've got a little, they've got a quarterback, uh, Brandon Armstrong, that, that's played a decent, uh, bit. Um, but, you know, I don't think he's like the odds on. I don't think he's like, uh, the no brainer that Bryce Perkins was in terms of taking the job over. So they'll be looking for someone. The question will be whether he 
whether Thompson will be able to get the uh, immediate eligibility as well. I'm not sure what the what his situation is around that. So we'll just kind of see how that one evolves. A lot of quarterback competition in Starkville with the arrival of Mike Leach, the new coach there for the Bulldogs. And I think I'm right on this. He's got a transfer coming to Stark Vegas, I think from Stanford of all places. And so I, I, know, he, I know he's out of the Pac-12, and he'll be a transfer into Stark Vegas for the Bulldogs here in 2020 if he's eligible to play. And I guess Thompson realized with a coaching change there, for the maroon and white, it was time to take your talent elsewhere, and now he's going to the orange and blue of UVA, which helped me out on this, Jonathan. I know you're a lot smarter than me. Bronco, <laughs> Mendenhall, and that QB position, do you know if they had a returning quarterback coming here this year? Yeah, I mentioned uh, him, uh, Brandon Armstrong. Oh, okay. Um, I'm sorry. Sorry. Yep. He uh, he will be uh, – he, he, I guess, will be was the leader coming out of spring uh, in terms of who they expected. He's also was the backup this past season. Oftentimes, I guess I was already kind of thinking ahead. Often when you've got a transfer quarterback, it's because there's some question marks at starting quarterback. Maybe someone left. Maybe there's some academic issues. And Thompson may just realize that he's got a real uphill climb to be the starting quarterback at UVA. But, hey, he's got a chance. And that's all I'm sure this young man is looking for. Jonathan, let's go back a few years in ACC history. This actually involves a former Atlantic Coast Conference member, a founding member of the ACC that, for whatever unexplained reason, decided to be uh, uh, Big Ten. I know Big Ten. I'm trying to think of a, a not so flattering word about them. Turncoats is that a good one? They became Benedict uh, yeah. Arnold's, and they left the ACC for something called the Big Ten. And while he was an ACC coach, Roy Lester was a head coach at the Maryland Terrapins, and he's died this week at the age of 96 as he coached the Terps. I think it was back in the 60s as he had a couple yep. of really good teams there. And then ended up, eh. well, I mean, he, he did okay, I think, for one of those seasons or something like that. But, yeah, yeah. I, I think you're right. He did pretty bad overall. He was 7-25. and 25, So, I guess I'm getting confused with his high school career, of which I think that's yes. where he came from. Yeah, he uh, he he was a high school coach prior to coaching at Maryland. Had a very um, very mediocre, uh, and that's probably being generous, uh, run at at uh, Maryland, and then went back to the high school ranks where I believe he uh, won yet another three state championships before retiring in the early nineties. And don't forget, if you know anything about the old ACC and. Uh, certainly old Maryland Terrapin football. They were a national power in the 50s. They won a national championship. Then in the 80s with Bobby Ross there, they did pretty well too. Had Frank Reich as a quarterback, I know, and I think a guy named Boomer I was just about to get the old Boomer. And they won a couple of ACC titles going up against Clemson, I think, in that time period. Yep, Stan Gilball. Yeah, yeah. And then you fast-forwarded to Ralph Friesian who uh, he and Bobby Ross have a history together. And Frigian had a really good f- football program there at College Park for a couple of years in the 2000 time period. And yep. and then they kind of uh, gone off the rocker here lately. But this former Terrapin head coach, Roy Lester, dead at the age of 96. Let's talk about some good news for the ACC and UNC. They're trying to make their program great again, and they just about did it last year. They got to a bowl. They got a a winning record. They won their bowl. And UNC has what some call received a transformational gift, Jonathan, as they've got the Eddie and Joe Allison Smith Family Foundation there to support a football program endeavor. And they've just received a gift of $15 million dollars. And this gift is going to go forward to 
helping the UNC football team big time. I don't know. Do they have an indoor practice facility there in Chapel Hill? I'm not sure, but the gift was actually at least $15 million oh. because they said uh, the, the release said that this was uh, the biggest gift ever, and the previous known gift uh, to the program was $15 million. So it was at least that, but they wouldn't disclose the exact amount due to the re- by the request of the, of the family. Oh, darn it. Why are they keeping it so close to the best? So, yes, that the UNC football program having a chance, especially after this year, to say basketball – What's basketball? We're a football school. <laughs> this is the Y'all Show, our ACC Spotlight. We're talking with Jonathan Lifeite. And Jonathan, CBS Sports is a website that you're affiliated with there at 24-7 Sports. And they have an article that I want to get your opinion on, predicting the ACC win total for the 2020 college football season. Chip Patterson has pinned this. And he's got Clemson going 12-0 and and 8-0 in the conference in the regular season. Is that... A pretty good guess there by Mr. Patterson? Well, uh, if you believe in the recent track record, I would say that's a pretty good guess. All right. If Clemson's 12-0, then who else has given them somewhat of a run for the money? Out of the Coastal Division, the Hokie Birds, Virginia Tech, he's got them at 10-2, 7-1 in ACC play. Yeah, and I, I'm not as convinced that they're going to be uh, be that good. I don't believe they've risen above the, uh, the coastal uh, chaos that uh, uh, like a lot of people do. The Gobblers this year, his two losses in regular season play, he predicts them to lose at UNC. And then Virginia Tech actually plays Penn State this year in regular season play, if that game is even held. So we're all waiting to see what happens with the schedule. UNC's predicted they do be to do even better here in 2020, according to Mr. Patterson, as he's got them at nine and three, seven and one in conference play. Yeah, you know, again, I, I'm not as sold on them as I am uh, uh, on others. I think they're all pretty, uh, pretty, uh, um, pretty mediocre. So we'll see. And if UNC seven one, one of those victories, according to Chip Patterson, was against the Virginia Tech Okies, which means it would be UNC playing in the ACC championship game. He's got Miami at nine and three, five and three. He's got Louisville eight and four, six and two, FSU eight and four, six and two, NC State eight and four, four and four in conference play, Pitt at seven and five, four and four, and then it goes downhill from there. Anything you want to say about any of that uh, group of four or five schools I just mentioned with their prediction uh, on wins? I think they're all going to be. I think I, to me, everybody except for Clemson is probably going to be near five hundred. Maybe you'll see some that'll rise above and get to six and two or or something like that. But five and three to three and five. Pretty much almost everybody you could probably take a look at. All right. If that's true, you're a genius, Jonathan Lifeite, which I think you are anyway. He does yeah. have a rebuilding project continuing there in Atlanta for Jeff Collins. He's got Georgia Tech going four and eight overall, three and five in conference play. He's got Wake at four and eight, two and six, Duke at four and eight, one and seven, Boston College four and eight, one and seven, and then he predicts Syracuse will go. 0-0 in conference play, 0-8, and, and 4-8 and overall. They're his bottom couple of schools. Jonathan Lifeheight's take on those predictions? Yeah, it's amazing how quickly Syracuse has fallen. Uh, I'm not sure that they'll go winless, but uh, they probably are going to be a team that's really going to struggle. I mean, you know, you think about they had a 10-win season and they upset Clemson a couple years ago. Uh, this past season, they didn't make a bowl, and now they're talking about them with a potential winless season. Oh, good Lord, that's a big drop. And again, Chip Patterson's got three teams barely winning any conference games, Wake Forest, Duke, Boston College, and the Orange of Syracuse. 
let's hope for those teams sake they at least get more wins than that and and then they'll be able to laugh right at chip patterson with that uh, prediction here in may of 2020 jonathan lifeite our acc insider 24 7 sports and the cbs sports digital network thank you for your acc knowledge we'll talk to you down the road sir all right you guys have a wonderful rest of your week we will do that when we come back in hour two of the y'all show we're gonna have hashtag hullabaloo and we're gonna have precious harris with all the news out of nashville tennessee country music coming to you right here on the show that's all about dixie Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. I've always wanted to learn another language, but every time I try, it never sticks. So I decided to give Babbel a try, and I really like the teaching method of the app. I started with the beginner lesson on Babbel, and it starts with simple words and phrases, and soon you're putting those words into a conversation. Each lesson takes about 10 to 15 minutes, and they're all really different, which keeps things interesting. The app is really smart. It actually keeps track of the words I'm struggling with so I can practice them and get better. I chose Babbel because it was created by real language teachers. They built it around real life, how people actually communicate, and what they care about. I can't wait to use my new language skills in the real world. Dos cervezas, por favor. (laughs) With Babbel, get conversational in Spanish, French, German, and more. It just takes 10 to 15 minutes a day. Now try Babbel free. Just go to Babbel.com or download the Babbel app and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. And we're back on the Y'all Show for another exciting hour. 60 minutes of Southern goodness coming your way. We've got, speaking of Southern goodness and greatness, actually, Precious Harris. She's going to have a great report coming from Music Row in Nashville, Tennessee. That's coming up the next segment. You don't want to miss that laugh. You don't want to miss that insight. She's going to be bringing us from Music City, USA. All that right here on the Wednesday Y'all show 803-816-1170. That is the number you can call or text 24-7 and reach us here with a comment, question, suggestion, criticism, praise. We'll take it all, y'all. We start out this hour with hashtag hullabaloo, the point where social media and the South come together. And we go on Twitter right now, and we find a tweet from the great Dan Marino, Miami Dolphins quarterback. Great. A Hall of Famer, Dan Marino. And, of course, he's been on Twitter this week because of the passage of his legendary football coach for the Dolphins, Don Shula. We lost Don Shula on Monday as he passed away in Indian Creek, Florida. Don Shula, of course, the great American football coach, 
He was with the Baltimore Colts back in the 1960s, head coach there from 63 to 69. I think he won a Super Bowl for Baltimore there in the late 60s. And then, of course, he was the Dolphins coach from 1970 to 1995. And he was an Ohio native that went on to be such a great, powerful football coach. And, of course, the Dolphins with his his mark there on that franchise for 25 years and of course most of those years dan marino was his qb there for the fish and hey here's a trivia question what movie can you see don shula acting in and i think dan marino's in this movie as well ace ventura peck detective oh a great movie and you can see both of those guys but dan marino here as his coach passed away this week went on social media and put out this statement and i thought it was very touching so let's go to at dan marino as he writes coach shula you will truly be missed you embody the definition of greatness you brought that winning attitude with you every day and made everyone around you better thank you for always believing in me you made me a better player and person my thoughts and prayers are with the entire shula family love you coach hashtag r.i.p that from dan marino to his great coach don shula donald francis shula who passed away this week at the age of 90 moving along on our social media fund to sarah boudreau at a l e s s e r writer elisa writer i guess is how you pronounce that sarah a writer a fabulist and a student have not heard of that term before a fabulous but that's what she declares she is so sarah let's hear from you she actually goes on social media this week and puts out just a simple picture with the statement the south and i got to zoom in here and look at what her picture is and her picture is of a billboard i think it's somewhere in louisiana but it's for a gentleman's club okay it's a it's one of those deals if you go down the highway you've got billboards on top of each other from the lamar billboard company out of baton rouge louisiana by the way and yeah this is a double billboard the bottom billboard is for the southern i think it's southern exposure gentlemen's club but what's above them is a billboard that says don't be deceived our company something i can't read it it's very small print i apologize but the point is i think one billboard on top is trying to discount the other billboard and that's why she put this out here about the South. Oh, by the way, below the billboard, and somebody mentioned this on her, her feed. Oh, look at those rusty dumpsters. So, yeah, you got a true dumpster fire there along the highways of Louisiana with that one right there. Okay, let's go to Monique Presley. I don't think this is Elvis's kinsman because her last name has two S's in the last name of Presley. Monique Presley at M-no, at Monique P-R-S-S-L-E-Y, a motivator, a legal analyst, a political commentator, an attorney, teacher, and a preacher is Monique Presley. All right, here's what Monique's saying this week on social media. If a woman claims she is Southern and you're in her house longer than two minutes without her offering you something to drink and more than five minutes without her force feeding you, come on and sit down. There's plenty as monique says well that woman is not a southern girl is that true y'all let's take a quick poll raise your hand do you agree with that yes i'm getting all the results in yes again as monique said if you're a woman 
and you claim to be Southern and you're in, if you go into a woman who claims to be Southern's house and you're longer in that house, longer than two minutes in that house, and she doesn't offer you something to drink and more than five minutes there and she doesn't try to force feed you by saying things like, come on and sit down, there's plenty. Well, according to Monique Presley, that woman is not a Southern girl. Pretty good observation, Monique. Now, Monique on Twitter is getting some reaction. Adrian Lloyd at A-L-L-O-Y-D-E-S-Q writes back to Monique. Why would this woman not be, if, if, if a woman doesn't allow you to get a drink or even, even give you food within five minutes, well, maybe there's a good explanation for that coming from Adrian Lloyd on Twitter. Adrian's reasoning, if the woman didn't offer you those things, she didn't like you. <laughs> That's a reason that a woman may not be offering those things. She, she just may not want you around her house. It's not that she's Southern or not Southern. By the way, Monique Presley responds back to that. You would never make it in. In this case, if the woman didn't like her, then according to Monique, you would not even get into the house. You would never make it in. That conversation would take place on the porch or through the screen door. Sounds like, Monique, you've been a, a recipient of that kind of cold shoulder and not letting people in your house before. Just saying. Stacy Washington is on Twitter. Stacy at Stacy on the right is Stacy's Twitter address. And she is actually a serious XM fill-in host. Maybe you've had a chance to check her out. As Stacy Washington is on the advisory board for Black Voices for Trump and is the co-chair of Project 21 News. Stacy Washington is an Air Force veteran and she was the 2018 Journalist of the Year and an NRA member. Uh, she was the Journalist of the Year from the AFDN. I'm not sure what that is, but you can go to her Twitter account, at Stacy on the right, and learn a lot more from, again, this Black Voices for Trump co-chair. This is what she writes on Twitter here. This is what Democrats think of Trump voters and anyone who doesn't live on the coast. Remember, their hatred this November at the polls, hashtag I stand with the president, hashtag the South. And she's got an image she posted up, and it is a, a visual that came out in the New York Times depicting what a lack of national unified response looks like. And when people stop traveling more than two miles is what this graphic is. And this is a couple of weeks old now this particular graphic it's about a month old frankly when i'm looking at it but the point is if you saw what was put out by the new york times this visual depending on what the response of when people stop traveling more than two miles the northeast and the west yes they were going to stop traveling more than two miles the entire southeast i'm talking from texas to florida up to virginia it's 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 an actual perfect representation of the southeast of the united states according to what was reported back on the new york times article the southeast would not be they would not curtail traveling more than two miles longer than any other portion of the country it's the only it's the only region that there's a striking difference that shows that southerners are going to keep on going keep on a traveling and yeah we're rebels here and evidently that's what's even happening in a time of a pandemic stacy on the right thank you for sharing that that girl chef is on twitter and she is a traveling nba nfl major league baseball and 
a celebrity chef. So she must go out with some of the big stars and cook for them is what it sounds like. That girl chef. Hashtag sports nutrition is in her Twitter profile. Also vegan. As she writes here, that sauteed cabbage, onions, and spinach with bacon and salted butter. Hashtag quarantine meals. So she's got a very healthy meal. I doubt she's traveling too much with the NBA, NFL, and Major League Baseball stars right now. So she's having a quarantine meal, that girl, chef. And again, her meal consisted of sauteed cabbage, onions, spinach with bacon, and salted butter. Healthy, maybe delicious. I can't vouch for that girl, chef, but it sure looks good there, what I'm seeing. And very athletic minded. So if you are in the mood to maybe get you a good quarantine meal, get you some cabbage and onions and spinach. Those are items that the grocery stores should have and go have you a good quarantine meal. And if you do give proper shout out to that girl chef wrapping up our hashtag hullabaloo here. We go to Tawana Gale at T-A-W-A-N-N-A Gale. As she writes in her profile, a kind gesture can reach a wound that only compassion can heal. Very well said. Put that on a Hallmark card, by the way. By the way, speaking of Hallmark, have you noticed, because I have at least two towns that I've been in, the Hallmark store has gone out of business. The Hallmark store going out of business. Now, 10, 15, 20 years ago, those were the hottest places to go get you a gift for a certain loved one. And a combination of the internet has likely hurt the Hallmark stores of the Southeast. But frankly, I think the Dollar General stores have hurt the Hallmark stores. We've got Dollar General stores on almost every corner, and they all have cheap cards you can go in there and purchase. So why go buy a $5 Hallmark card when you can buy the Dollar Dollar General card and get your message across and they also have other things that's just a very uneducated guess but something tells me that dollar general put a hurting on the hallmark stores and of course the hallmark stores have done a great job throughout the century of giving people those nothing says happy birthday like a hallmark card well unfortunately if they don't have them out available for you in their own hallmark branded stores it's hard to get those cards i think you still have hallmark cards available at maybe some of your drug stores and your wally worlds of the south of course who wants to go into a wally world right now and get a hallmark card i think i'll just go to the dg and pick up my card which by the way i got one to send out come friday we're gonna have a birthday boy on with me come friday and that would be 10 year old knowlton he's gonna be joining me we're gonna have a good time he's gonna he actually already has a a a custom joke he's already pinned and he he kind of tried it out on me i said who told you that he goes i made it up myself and it's funny so he's gonna bring in he's gonna be bringing the comedic heat our way on may 8th tune in for that now tawana gale thank you for all of that and thank you for the good good memory there of some good cooking healthy style cooking that is and that will conclude our y'all hashtag hullabaloo y'all here on this wednesday when we come back we're gonna go to music city usa precious harris is our country music insider and she's coming on next with her delicious exciting extravagant report of everything music city country music all that's coming up 
Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. I've always wanted to learn another language, but every time I try, it never sticks. So I decided to give Babbel a try, and I really like the teaching method of the app. I started with the beginner lesson on Babbel, and it starts with simple words and phrases. And soon, you're putting those words into a conversation. Each lesson takes about 10 to 15 minutes, and they're all really different, which keeps things interesting. The app is really smart. It actually keeps track of the words I'm struggling with so I can practice them and get better. I chose Babbel because it was created by real language teachers. They built it around real life, how people actually communicate, and what they care about. I can't wait to use my new language skills in the real world. Dos cervezas, por favor. <laughs> With Babbel, get conversational in Spanish, French, German, and more. It just takes 10 to 15 minutes a day. Now try Babbel free. Just go to Babbel.com or download the Babbel app and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. A social distancing tip. While the CDC urges you to avoid close contact, like hugging or shaking hands, there are other non-physical ways to say hello. Wave, wink, use sign language, salute, smile, give the peace sign, throw up an air high five, do jazz hands. Remember, stay a minimum of six feet or two arms length away from others and stay home if you can. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. I've done I've got a picture in the back of my mind Of what I've lost and what I've won I've survived every situation Knowing when to freeze and when to run And regret is just a memory Written on my brow And there's nothing I can do about it now Music from the red-headed stranger. Happy belated birthday to Willie Hugh Nelson as he celebrated the other day his 87th birthday back on April 29th. We have a little bit more about Willie Nelson coming up momentarily, but right now we're going to introduce someone just as special as Willie Nelson to the Y'all Show. It's our friend Precious Harris, and she is the author of I Know Country with 366 daily country music questions and answers. You can go now and instantly download your ebook copy, The Perfect Coronavirus Relief. Go to iknowcountry.com. Precious Harris is also a music career development consultant with the emphasis on new and aspiring artists and songwriters. I have seen her many times directly influencing the careers of up-and-coming music artists and songwriters and more. Check it out. Go to collegeofsongology.com. 
to learn more about what Precious does in the music career development consulting world. Also, she's got a blog, and that's at NashvilleMusicLine.com. She also pins each week on Y'all.com, The Ultimate Guide to the South, an article all about country music called the Nashville Music Line. And right now on the Y'all Show, we've got the audio version of the Nashville Music Line. And on this particular version, an endeavor from Precious Harris, you get to hear her and you get to hear that pretty voice of hers. Welcome back to the Y'all Show, Precious Harris. Well, thank you very much. And I'm hoping everybody's doing good out there. I'm excited. I got some good bits and bobs today about some cool songs coming out. And some of them have been released, some of them have not been released, but you can access them either on YouTube or on your radio. So let's I'm ready to talk about those. Let's talk about that, but let's give a little love to again, eighty-seven year old or eighty-seven year young Willie Nelson with his birthday last week, April 29th. And YouTube had a premiere of his nineteen seventy-six TV appearance on Austin City Limits, where he performed from his album Redheaded Stranger, front to back. Awesome there. The classic album also celebrates his birthday as it turns 45 the album that is legacy recordings a division of sony music entertainment is also releasing an exclusive blood splattered clear vinyl edition of redheaded stranger at barnes and noble that comes out july 10th precious i know you got a vinyl head near and dear to you why would there be a blood splattered clear vinyl edition of redheaded stranger i don't quite get that i'm not for sure either unless it's just because i saw you know well the redheaded stranger get it red and everybody knows that your blood is one color, no matter what creed, race, color, country, whatever. Your blood is blood. It's red. So also, if you think about it, he's probably had a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, no pun intended, from the other group, uh, with his 87th birthday and been in the business since he was in his teens. So that puts him in the music business for well over 60 years. That's a hard road to handle for 60 years. And he adapts and he overcomes no matter what the decade it is. In fact, he's adapting right this very second. At his age, he could be sitting back taking it easy. But no, Willie Nelson, he's very active even in the middle of a pandemic. As he's performed in a number of fundraising events virtually, the At Home with Farm Aid. He's also remotely performed Hello Walls. Farron Young would be proud. He performed that with The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. He did that with his his sons. And it's just becoming even more, bringing more fans and newcomers to Willie Nelson. How about that? Yeah, I I did get to meet him um, at the Ryman, actually. He had to be somewhere and get on a plane, so I actually met him before um, uh, before John uh, Fogarty came on. Because oh. I wanted to meet John Fogarty, and my friend was playing for John Fogarty at the time, Billy Burnett, and uh, he got me backstage to meet him because I was in love with CCR when I was like eight. But anyway, but do you know Willie wrote Hello Walls? Yeah, I forgot that, Precious. I'm glad you brought that back up. Yeah, Hello Walls. It was a big hit for the old sheriff, Farron Young, but it was a Willie Nelson composition back in the, I guess he wrote that in the 60s alongside Crazy for Patsy Cline. He had a string of big hits he wrote for other people at that time. That's why he lives in Hawaii. Yonk, 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 yonk. <laughs> yeah, he lives there, but uh, mentally, I don't know where he lives, but. <laughs> 
Hey, Precious, it was on this day 10 years ago. I don't know if you were on hand to see Willie do this, but a statue of Willie was unveiled in the capital city of the Lone Star Republic, Austin, Texas. And that statue of Willie, which was unveiled 10 years ago, exactly today, that statue unveiled where the Austin City Limits TV shows are recorded. Have you ever been to an actual taping of Austin City Limits? Yes, many years ago. Yes, when I first came to town, they actually taped it here uh, for a special segment. And I can't remember why. You have to realize this is like like 25 years ago, 28 years ago, something like that. I mean, I had just moved to Nashville. It wasn't very far. I hadn't been here very long. And... uh, but I remember uh, going to it, I, and I forgot what happened. Is a friend of mine had an extra ticket. She said, "Do you want to go?" And I didn't even even realize what Austin City Limits was. But by God, I was a fan afterwards. Mm. Um, but anyway, but yeah, Austin City Limits is you know every, as soon as you say that, they always have the high quality. It may be people you've never heard of, but as soon as you see them, you're going to become an instant fan. Yeah, you know, they always pride themselves on up and coming, pure you know roots country, roots Americana roots r&b no matter what they bring to the table you know you, so. you, you got to be talented to go on austin city limits in fact the last time willie was on a taping in austin i actually caught that on television and my goodness in his 80s willie nelson at least the last time i saw him on austin city limits he went the whole show he his <laughs> sister was there on the piano his son was in the band and it was truly a fantastic performance from all of the nelsons especially willie nelson happy belated birthday to you willie and congratulations on all your success of which we hope there's a whole lot more one of the most successful projects willie nelson ever did with this was with a fellow texan and waylon jennings and speaking of way more precious if you like traditional country with a little bit of an edge then give a listen to the song Drinkin'. That's a new single out from traditional, neo-traditional to be specific, artist Tommy Townsend. Drinkin' is the first single from his Turn Back the Clock album. Shooter Jennings, that's Waylon's son. Shooter Jennings, who's worked with Tanya Tucker and Brandy Carlisle. He wrote this along with, uh, well, I'm sorry, he produced it. It was written, how about this connection, by Holly Williams. That's Hank Williams Jr.'s daughter and the granddaughter of Hank Williams Sr. And the single and album for Drinkin' released on Jennings' Black Country Rock label, Tommy Townsend. Precious, tell me more about Mr. Townsend. Well, Tommy, I, I met about 2009, 2008, and he was writing for a publishing company for Dan Hodges Music. And I had uh, somebody had reached out and wanted us to connect because I was working with Teddy Gentry. We were looking for songs to pitch, and so I ended up meeting Tommy, and he ended up writing a couple of songs that actually one went on the group I was working with at the time called uh, the Brantley Brothers and went on that record. But I've known Tommy. Uh, matter of fact, it was two years, three years in the making that we had known each other before he had uh, – he is trying to kick off his uh, granddaddy's recipe as moonshine. So I knew that he'd been doing that since 2009, but I was so glad that it finally got off the ground. And, of course, he plays with the Way More Outlaws, which is one of our uh, – was supposed to be in our wedding, uh, the steel player, Fred Newell, but he ended up having to go on tour. <laughs> so he did not get to do it. He, you know, you got you tour money, uh, best man at a wedding, uh, tour, uh, you know. But anyway, but Tommy is very talented. Uh, Waylon has mentored him, and he actually took Waylon or Shooter? Waylon. 
Waylon mentored Tommy. Oh, really? He's that old? I mean, I only say that because yeah. Waylon Jennings passed away back in 2003. So Tommy must be at least 35, 40 years old, at least. Uh, he's got two girls in college. That's all I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you what I have. I've got to say, but he looks pretty good. Hey, we like our, our artists, artists with a little bit of uh, gray. That's fine. We like seasoned artists. Tommy Townsend, a seasoned artist. Go to his website, TommyTownsendMusic.com, how you can listen to Drinking There and other tracks from Turn Back the Clock. By the way, speaking of Waylon, his outlaw, Way, Waymore's Outlaws, are currently presenting a show called Running with Old Waylon, featuring the stories and music of Waylon Jennings' band, The Waylores. It is a living documentary giving the audience a unique opportunity to experience the memories and music from the players who lived it. The shows had to be rescheduled post-pandemic. You can go to the website waymoresoutlaws.com and learn more. If you like Waylon Jennings and the people who played his music for all those years, Waymore's Outlaws, hopefully when all this mess blows past us, you can relive some of that great music coming from Waylon Jennings and more. And you mentioned Mr. Townsend's grandfather as he had a, a little bit of a moonshine history. Townsend launched Granddaddy Mims's Moonshine back in 2012. Tommy Townsend, who I'm talking about now, and a line of moonshine-style whiskeys named after his granddaddy. Granddaddy Mim McClure was his name. He was a notorious Appalachian bootlegger and moonshiner from the little city of Young Harris, Georgia. That's right on the North Carolina line in northeast Georgia. And that moonshine is uh, must be pretty good. And that's why it had such an influence on Granddaddy Mim McClure's grandson, Tommy Townsend. Continuing on with our headlines. Hey, let's go from moonshine precious to another legendary singer in country music. And a perfect combination. Charlie Daniels. I'm just kidding on that. Charlie Daniels recently appeared on Fox and Friends on the Fox News channel to inform Americans how they can help veterans during the COVID-19 pandemic. As Charlie and his veterans nonprofit, The Journey Home Project, have joined forces with another nonprofit group, Code of Vets, to aid former servicemen and women who are suffering amid the pandemic. This collective mission is a call to action, and it's seeking public donations for vets suffering from economic hardships, as well as those who have contracted the coronavirus. Of course, Charlie and his CDB band is urging the public to donate to Code of Vets and the TJHP, the Journey Home Project, during this trying time to our nation's military heroes. Donations can be made at codeofvets.com. Also, you can go to thejourneyhomeproject.org to participate in this great effort to help our vets. Good on you, Charlie Daniels. Charlie Daniels, he's about Willie Nelson's age, I think, in his mid to late 80s, so he's not slowing down either, and I love it, Miss Precious. Oh, me too. I, I love Charlie. One day, uh, they had a huge concert, like a headbanger thrash and metal concert. I'm talking like the thrashiest, thrashiest metal rock band. I can't. If you say the name, I tell you, I'm talking major metal. Like Poison was the opening act. But anyway, I could not get through. There was limos and people walking, and and you know, here I am dressed very nice because I was going to a fundraiser. Uh, for the vet this year and it was at the palm and i remember walking through in stilettos and satin pants with diamonds all over me and my little sequin shirt and i'm walking through this crowd of headbangers tattooed black eyed lots of mascara frizzy haired uh rock and rollers and i get in there and i'm like 
20 minutes late because I couldn't find a place to park. And Charlie looks in front of everybody and goes, Precious, you're late. And I said, and I just laughed. I said, I am so sorry. I was weaving through the rock and rollers across the street at the, you know, at the arena. Mm -hmm. But anyway, but Charlie's always been, um, we always try to help him. He is an Angelus. Um, it's a, it's actually, it's a home for adults, literally from eight to 80 uh, that have lived, that weren't supposed to live with either severe disabilities, mental disabilities, severe deformities. And it's a church and a home and a school. And it's called the Angelus. And it's in Hudson, Florida. And Charlie donates about fifty to 100000 each year of his own personal salary to help fund the staff and the needs of that. Uh, and he has a big benefit concert every year. And, uh, you know, that's how I got to meet uh, Doug Gray with Marshall Tucker and some of them. And, uh, uh, Doug Gray, sorry. Dale Gray was Little Texas, was there the same year that I met Doug Gray. How about that? Speaking of Dale Gray, we got some information on this Little Texas member that we're going to tell you after this break. We got to go to a break, Precious. When we come back, we got a trivia question to answer from Miss Precious. The question is Name the mega rock star with whom Sugarland's Jennifer Nettles sang a duet on Who Says You Can't Go Home? That song went on to be a number one song on the Billboard Country Charts. We will play that song and answer the trivia question right after this break. Don't go anywhere, y'all. for that one this is the y'all show we'll answer who that is and that great song there in just a second remind you you're listening to our nashville music line report on today's y'all show precious harris is on with us here in this final segment as we wrap up another y'all show want to remind you coming up on the thursday y'all show we're going to go on a virtual tour of auburn opelika alabama as we'll be joined by anthony turling of the auburn opelika tourism bureau also, we'll have a visit with Matt Poirier, the co-owner of The Hound, as well as The Depot and Sneak and Dawdle. That's in Opelika, a couple of great restaurants and bars. We'll take a virtual tour of all those, courtesy of Matt Poirier. And then, also on the Auburn Opelika Spotlight of our Thursday Y'all Show, we'll be visiting with Todd Scholl of the Hotel at Auburn University. All that on our virtual spring swing tour of Auburn, Opelika, Alabama. Make sure you tune in on Thursday for the fun and, of course, War Eagle to ya. All right, back onto the country music beat as we wrap up with Precious. We got a trivia question. Name the mega rock star with whom Sugarland's Jennifer Nettles sang a duet on Who Says You Can't Go Home? That song went on to be number one on the Billboard Country Chart. Precious Harris, what's the answer to that? It is one of the my all-time favorite, favorite uh, fangirl guys that I love, and his name is John Bon Jovi. And I was lucky enough to meet him 
in Nashville at Douglas Corner at the bar by accident. Hmm. How about that? <laughs> I, I actually yeah. ran into him. I literally ran into John Bon Jovi about three years ago. I was flying out of one of the private terminals in Memphis, and John Bon Jovi walked right beside me, and I said hello. And I knew he was a celebrity, and I really kind of knew it was John Bon Jovi, but it just kind of came out of nowhere that it took me about two seconds to process. That's the real John Bon Jovi. I know. And see, I hadn't seen him since his hair got cut, and it's sort of feathered gray. It's so sexy. But what had happened is I sit down, and the bartender at Douglas Corner said, you want your usual precious? I said, yeah. And she said, all right. She poured me a glass of milk and fixed me a pizza. And there was a guy between John and I, and my girlfriend was on the other side, and he goes, you're drinking milk at 4 o'clock? And the, and the bartender goes, Precious always drinks milk. It's either <laughs> milk or water. They start laughing. You know, and you he, drink milk at a bar, you got a problem, and evidently, Precious, you've got a problem. I have a problem. I got a milk problem. I got a drinking problem. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I looked over, and it was John Bon Jovi, and I looked at him, and I choked on my milk. No way. You're choking. But I never told – yeah, I did not tell my girlfriend – that he was sitting there because if I would have, she would embarrass the flip out of me. So then when we got outside and got back to the car, I said, do you know who was sitting at the bar? She said, no, uh, some old man, which was, I guess, John's tour manager or something. He was here to meet. Anyway, I said, no, it was John Bon Jovi. And you could have heard her scream from 8th Avenue all the way down Douglas, all the way to Music Row. It was that how loud she screamed. But anyway, that's my John Bon Jovi story. And I'm sticking to it. Oh, I like your John Bon Jovi story. And it turns out, I didn't realize that, but I think John Bon Jovi has a, a really close connection, I know, to Nashville, but but also to Memphis. I think his wife might be from Memphis, or I know one of his band members lives there and all that. that that's why he was there. So it, that's why I ran into him in the Bluff City, by the way. John Bon Jovi, of course, teaming up with Jennifer Nettles on Who Says You Can't Go Home. I don't know if you knew this, Precious. The original plan was for Bon Jovi to record the country version of the song as a duet with Keith Urban, and that version was recorded but was never released as it was felt that urban's voice was too similar to john bon jovi's so guess what mercury records recommended jennifer nettles to replace mr keith urban both bon jovi's original version and the duet version appear on bon jovi's 2005 album have a nice day how about that some great memories going back to this 2005 record who says you can't go home jennifer nettles and john bon jovi let's talk about what happened on this day in country music precious it was on may 6 1974 merle haggard was on the cover of time magazine i've never seen that cover hopefully the hag looked pretty on that one it was on this day 1978 we just lost him last year the great bob kingsley the host of american country countdown for so many decades bob kingsley began hosting acc the radio program he began producing back in 1974 as he hosted it for the first time on this day in 1978 this program transitioned to bob kingsley's country top 40 back in 2006 and we lost bob kingsley in october of last year it was on this day in 1985 the 20th annual acm awards were hosted by loretta lynn glenn campbell and the great indiana singer janie fricky and on this day in 1996 you win my love was on top of the charts number one for shania twain on this day 2010 10 years ago exactly lady a lady antebellum they were at number one on the billboard hot country songs chart with american 
honey now precious let's talk a little birthdays here the last couple of days we've had some really good country music stars have birthdays remember the zach brown band john driscoll hopkins had a birthday back on march or rather may 3rd hey the great north carolinian eric church had a birthday on may 3rd as he now is only 43 years young eric church appalachian state product by the way may 4th tim dubois celebrated a birthday of course he was the head of arista records when they signed people like let's see alan jackson and they had brooks and mm-hmm. dunn and more and of your course, favorite well he signed him but he didn't give him his first record deal he had steve warner as part of arista records back in the 1990s but tim dubois also a very talented songwriter he wrote she got the gold mine i got the shaft for jerry reed tim dubois he was born may 4th 1948 so happy 72 years young to tim dubois also on may 4th stella parton with a birthday the great randy travis turned 61 and ray lynn also with a birthday in 1994 she was born may 5th yesterday precious miss with the queen of country music how can i forget that tammy wynette born in 1942 near tremont mississippi in fulton county and of course tammy wynette died back in 1998 she had a birthday may 5th and jimmy dell gilmore born in 1945 on may 5th and then this weekend billy burnett He's got a birthday on the 8th, or rather it's Friday is May 8th. And then you mentioned Del Gray a few minutes ago of Little Texas. Oh, yeah, he's got a birthday coming up Friday as well, as he'll turn 52 years young. Precious, I know you got something to say about some of these folks having big birthdays. Yes, well, actually, Billy Burnett is the one who introduced me, because he used to date my roommate. Uh, Billy, <laughs> I know, I'm telling secrets. Oh, well. Introduced anyway, you to what? He introduced me to Willie. Oh yeah, well, you just well, what, yeah. But what happened? We were backstage, and I was waiting. And Willie passed me, and uh, and he stopped, and uh, he said, and he said, "Hello, how are you?" And uh, I will say, I look just uh, back then. I had my hair way too teased. Not saying Tammy and one Ed's hair was way too teased, but if you if you didn't look right at me, a far away people mistaken me for Tammy Wynette because the way my hair was fixed, it was very eighties ladies. Okay, mm-hmm. and. Uh, but they were bringing, uh, you know, uh, John Fogarty off the stage, and I wanted to meet him. So Billy brought him over there, and he introduced Willie to me, and then he introduced John to me. And, of course, Willie went on out to the bus because he had to leave. But um, Mr. Billy Burnett, and he's also the son of Dorsey Burnett. So if you ever heard um, the, the, the uh, what do you call it, rockabilly term, that is actually uh, – the rockabilly term that was built around Billy Burnett's family, the son of Joyce Burnett and the nephew of Johnny Burnett, dreaming in your 16. Uh-huh. But yeah, he also played with Fleetwood Mac for a while. Uh, that's when he toured with Becca Bramlett, who her mother and dad was uh, Delano and Bonnie. And they were together and replaced when Stevie Nicks left and Lindsey Buckingham, they replaced them for a while. But yeah. And of course, Dale Gray from little Texas, the drummer, his uncle was my counselor in Kentucky at Emerson County High School. Drug drug and alcohol counselor? <laughs> no, like high school counselor. Ah, I'm kidding. You know, he needs that. But God, that's out of country high school. Oh, my God. I got to get rid of this accent. No, we talk. like it. If you weren't uh, on our show talking like that and talked like a lot of these other music journalists that have those goofy British accents, I mean, we don't like that accent, <laughs> do we? No, especially when he looks like he's been gargling cut glass and whiskey. Uh, what yeah. that could be? Uh, I know, I know. Now, we love your accent. And more importantly, we love that lovely laugh you got there, Precious Harris. 
Well, so, thank you, Dottie. Thank you for that. And thank you, and again, for all the people celebrating birthdays. We've got a bunch of them this week. Don't want to remove the fact that Randy Travis also with a birthday. I think he's turned, oh, yes. his birthday was on Monday of this week, and we're lucky to still have Randy Travis. Yes, we are. I met him in 1981 at a place called Guntown Mountain in Cave City, Kentucky, where they would reenact late 1800 gun shows from Dodge City. But I got to meet Randy there, and I think I've got the picture of um, – me and him together, which I was not going to show you my side of it, but Randy was a good-looking man back then. Hmm. Yeah, you were just dreaming that one day you would be with Randy forever and ever. Amen. Precious, let's look at the like the, the current <laughs> top five chart here on Country Music Billboard's Hot Country Songs at number five. Does to Me from Luke Combs featuring Eric Church. At four, Chasing You from Morgan Wallen. Gabby Barrett's got the number three song in I Hope. Blake Shelton and his squeeze, Gwen Stefani. They're at number two with Nobody But You. And The Bones from Marin Morris is at number one right now on the country music chart. Now, Precious, this was not something that I had prepared for you, so hopefully you can wing it. But Blake Shelton was in the news the last few days for the death of an up-and-coming country music singer from Nashville who died in her 20s, it looks like, from a totally just unexpected, unexplained death. It wasn't anything planned or, or purposeful. But this person allegedly was part of the reason Blake Shelton and Miranda Lambert broke up. What do you know about this? Um I know she was more of a pop star type thing, and she'd been on the road with some of the, what I call the non-country type thing. Uh, I remember her name being in the news about it, but one thing, even though I love gossip, I don't like to spread it. Okay. Kate, Katie <laughs> but, Groves is who we're talking about, and one reason that I bring her name up here is she did die this week, sadly. She, I think, was yeah. a native of Oklahoma, but she had Blake Shelton in her original country music video that came out around 2012. Yeah, but I will tell you, there was nothing to that. Uh, I will tell you that. Okay. Well, remember yeah. Miranda Lambert was pretty vocal about somebody at the time, and it wasn't announced who it was, but Miranda was pretty vocal about somebody messing around with her man. Well, can I tell you something? Yeah. I never saw any picture surface. Okay. Uh, even though there were fingers pointing, but if you look at the way things are and how the future's played out in the past three years, uh, sometimes colors are what are not always what they seem. Just going to put it that way. Can I write that down and turn that into a hit country song? You sure can. Okay, thank you, precious. <laughs> but yes, but yeah, I. Uh, you would have seen a whole lot more. Um, evidence than just finger pointing if you know what i mean okay well i'm glad we cleared that up but uh sad. yeah because you do know her parents are private investigators yeah i do i do i, I yeah. know her parents katie yeah, groves so definitely got something katie groves dying this week our, our thoughts there she died at the age of 30 and, and not really someone who had hit country songs but was certainly known in the interworkings of the nashville songwriting community and more all right precious as we wrap up with you let's talk about the band steel and there you got some music out and more. Tell me about You're Gonna Have to Miss Me. That's the new single from Bo Steele and Ben Rubino, the duo known as the band Steele. Well, first of all, I do know that the Road Tide fans, big time, just saying. Okay? So well, nothing against Auburn. You got Auburn stuff coming up. That's tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow it's all Auburn War Eagle. But today, yeah, we'll give the Crimson Tide a little bit of love, Roll Tide. A little bit of love, yeah. They are actually. Um, they're, they've become like my own, my music kids, even though that they're kin to me, 
through another, uh, their publicist is a good friend of mine. But uh, anyway, but they come in the office and they would, they sang happy birthday to me on my birthday last year. But I've just grown, I, I mean, I remember when they only had 20,000 Facebook followers. Now they're almost up to a half a million. So I've been watching these guys grow their career for the past five years. Mm-hmm. And one of the most moving things, uh, you know, Southern, you know, music, Southern recipe, Southern food, which is what y'all radio and y'all's about. Also, is there's a, a genre of music called Southern gospel. And uh, anyway, there's a song that Bo and um, does as a lead and Ben joining in in harmony called Victory in Jesus. And it ended up being in a movie with um, John Travolta with six million views. And uh, but if you get a chance, uh, check out the uh, the Victory in Jesus by the band Steel on YouTube. It will. It, and it's acapella. It's all about that's the best part. There's no guitar. It's just Bo and his voice, and he's using it as a music instrument. What? Yeah, they are, they're, um, they're my favorite duo. All right, thebandsteel.com, and that's S-T-E-E-L-E, the website. You can go and check out that. Yeah, you go to this website, too, as we wrap up. Swan Brothers, S-W-O-N, Swan Brothers. Dot com And if you go to that website right now, you'll learn all about the Swan Brothers Act. They've had some success on the charts. And if you go there, you'll find perfect timing as we wrap up here. You'll find the song that is out in honor of our mamas. There's a song called Mamas from the Swan Brothers, and it's a beautiful song that's perfect for Mother's Day as we're going to be celebrating that on Sunday. The song was written by Zach and Colton Swan, and it's a new song as a tribute to their own mother, but pays homage to mamas everywhere. And Precious, I know you're the mother of a couple of four-legged friends. Happy <laughs> yeah. Mother's Day to you. Well, thank you. As a matter of fact, each Mother's Day, I usually get cards from my music kids, too, but I always get cards from my furry friends, even though one of them's only got three paws. That's I mean, true. Three. I forgot about that. Yeah baby, yeah, baby girl is your dog that only has three three legs. Yes, and we rescued her. But yeah, she always puts her little paw with a crayon on my card. Isn't that oh, sweet? That is so sweet. You have such a talented family there. Pre- <laughs> Precious, thank you very much for everything you do here on the Y'all Show, and we look forward to having you back on next week with more stuff see this week hey precious you gotta admit this week's news that we had was not so depressing i know i said um and i'm so glad because uh i've you know i see i know more than i talk about you know about how hard it is on the music industry so i'm just trying to pull out every positive shimmer and put it in the sky to help you know but uh that's what it's about you know so just finding that that your place in the sun even if it's just a peak in the cloud it will help you know she is precious harris nashville music line thank you precious we'll talk to you next week yes darling see y'all next week and that will conclude our third wednesday y'all hey join us on thursday we're going to go on a spring swing tour of auburn opelika alabama don't miss out on the fun until that time y'all have a great rest of your day and thanks for listening to the y'all show Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed.
I've always wanted to learn another language, but every time I try, it never sticks. So I decided to give Babbel a try, and I really like the teaching method of the app. I started with the beginner lesson on Babbel, and it starts with simple words and phrases, and soon you're putting those words into a conversation. Each lesson takes about 10 to 15 minutes, and they're all really different, which keeps things interesting. The app is really smart. It actually keeps track of the words I'm struggling with so I can practice them and get better. I chose Babbel because it was created by real language teachers. They built it around real life, how people actually communicate, and what they care about. I can't wait to use my new language skills in the real world. Dos cervezas, por favor. <laughs> With Babbel, get conversational in Spanish, French, German, and more. It just takes 10 to 15 minutes a day. Now try Babbel free. Just go to Babbel.com or download the Babbel app and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. A social distancing tip. Keeping your distance from others is important in slowing the spread of coronavirus. So here are some fun things to do alone. Read a book. Take a walk. Unpack your suitcase from that trip you took last September. Paint a self-portrait. Catch up on a TV series. Do a puzzle. Remember, we should all stay home to lower the risk for everyone. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council.